0: Hey there, you're tuning in to episode number five of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Ricci, and today we're going to be talking all about how to stay productive and enjoy the summer without worry or regret. I want to first start off by saying thank you. Thank you to all of you for tuning in and for sharing all of your amazing feedback with me. It has been so nice to receive your messages. I honestly love being able to teach in this way. And of course, when I know people are tuning in, it makes it all the more meaningful. I also wanted to say thank you for your patience as I continue to work on the sound quality of these podcasts. This is all new to me. I am not a techie whatsoever when it comes to the sound world. Um, And I have to admit in a perfect world, I would probably want to hire a sound crew and make sure everything is radio quality, but I know that's not practical or feasible And I've just learned that when it comes to being able to make things happen, I really have to let go of the idea of perfection and aim for progress instead, because I could easily sit back and wait for everything to be perfect, but I know that's not going to serve anyone, not me, not my business, and definitely not you. I mean, if I look back on just these few short weeks, I've been able to produce five episodes filled with valuable content. None of which would have been created had I held on to this idea of perfection. So I want to use this as a reminder for all of you, because I know I'm not the only one who struggles with this. If you are sitting on something and waiting for it to be perfect or thinking that something has to be a certain way before you launch an idea, I want to encourage you, don't wait. Just take that first step and make it happen. Now, I'm recording this podcast on a beautiful summer day, and as I look outside my window, I can't wait to head outside and enjoy the sunshine. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love summer. It is my all-time favorite season, and I'm not sure if it's just because I live in Canada and our winters are so long, but when summertime hits, all I want to do is get out there and soak up the sunshine and enjoy the heat. And I know you do the same because the reason why I chose this topic today was because I was reminded recently that this really is one of the biggest obstacles entrepreneurs face, especially during the summer months. And that's just our ability to stay productive when we really wanna enjoy. It is so easy to procrastinate, especially when the sun is shining. I mean, I would much rather be at the cottage or sitting outside or enjoying a drink on a patio somewhere. But when you're running a business, you really can't afford to be doing that, at least not all day, every day. But if you're mindful of the activities and where you spend your time, you can help yourself to avoid what I call that summer trap. And that's where we focus our attention on all the wrong things, making us feel as if we're being busy and accomplishing things when really we're not. Because if we could fast forward the clock and move forward to September, we would realize that we've essentially stopped our business and now have to restart it back at square one when September hits. So, whether you're running a business or this is something new for you, This episode is going to shed some light on where you should be focusing your time and energy in your business so that you can enjoy the summer holidays. Specifically, we're going to be looking at how to use time blocking as a time management strategy to help keep you on track, keep you productive, and save you a lot of grief when September hits and things go back to full speed. Now, as a mom of two kids, I know what hectic summers are about. When they're in school, I have my routine down pat. I know exactly what time I should get up in the morning, how long it's going to take me to get ready, when I need to go and pick them up or drop them off to their school or their activities. I know how much time I need to devote to certain activities in order to be effective. But come summer, when school lets out, everything is chaotic. We have no routines. The kids are home. Boredom sets in. And all we all really want to do is just to get out and enjoy. So what I'm going to share with you today is a common challenge, and it's one I know a lot of my real estate entrepreneurs face, just as I know you and other entrepreneurs as well are facing. Now, it's funny because when you decide to start your business, chances are you were probably drawn to that perk of being your own boss and being able to design your own schedule. And now here I am telling you that you need to create some structure. Now, before you roll your eyes, hear me out and let me explain. This truly is a game changer and not just for summer, but for all seasons of your business. One of the biggest challenges most entrepreneurs face is with time management. Now, if you were used to maybe a corporate background or you came from a career where you had a boss and set hours, you already had the framework and structures you needed to succeed. You knew what was expected of you and there was measures in place to make sure you did them. And if you didn't, you knew you were at risk of getting fired. Now in our own business, we don't really have that. We are the boss, we create the schedule, and chances are we're probably not going to fire ourselves, but our clients might. And if you aren't staying productive, really what is happening is you're wasting all of the most valuable assets to your own business, which are your energy, your resources, and your time. I read somewhere once that when a rocket is launching into space, it uses 70% of its fuel just on takeoff. That means the remaining 30% is all that's needed to carry it throughout the rest of its course. Now we've used this concept before to explain human energy consumption and what happens when we perform tasks and they, you know, researchers go on to say that whenever we need to start or restart something, let's say our businesses, after we take some time off, we use 70% of our resources to make that happen. Now, once we're going, we use 30% because we have momentum to carry us. And that's what we really want. We want to focus on that 30%. So when we do want to take time away or start to wind down a little bit, we are creating momentum so that when we come back, we're not avoiding that stop and start um, trap that most of us end up falling into. Now, when summertime hits, one of the biggest mistakes I see my realtors make is they take too much unplanned time off. Now I'm not suggesting you shouldn't take time off. In fact, I think you should, but it should be planned time because when you schedule for it, and you'll know this if you reflect back on the last time you planned a vacation, you do a lot of upfront work to ensure that things are running smoothly while you're away. And when you do that, what you're really creating is momentum to ensure things are passively running so that when you get back, you're already ready to go. Now, what happens when it's unplanned is we have this tendency to just stop. The weather gets nice. We decide to skip a day or two. We take an impromptu weekend away or a week at the cottage or... We're just so burnt out from overworking because we haven't planned time off that we're now forced to take time off. And when we do that, when we don't plan on taking time off in our business, we don't set ourselves up to have anything that's passively running in the background, which means when we come back, we have to restart that engine. And there's that 70% of those resources. Now, this is the trap that I don't want you to fall into. Not only is it exhausting, it takes a toll on our motivation and our mindset. You know, I was trying to think of an example I could give you that wasn't work related. So for those of you who are maybe new to entrepreneurship, uh, you'd have something, you know, to be able to relate to. And the only experience I could come up with was jogging. Now, truth be told, I don't love running. My endurance is horrible and I would probably collapse after five minutes. So if you're like me, you're going to relate to this example really well. But if you enjoy running, first of all, kudos to you. Secondly, you're also going to understand this analogy because you've already been trained on how to run efficiently. So let's say we have a personal trainer and they're timing us for a 30 minute jog and they've got that timer going and we know what we need to do. We can't stop for 30 minutes. We have to make it to the end. And so we go, we start and it might feel really hard at first. Uh, It could be painful, both mentally and physically. Your muscles are tight. You really don't have that blood flow. Um, Your body's just not loose and limber yet. And after about five minutes, which really feels like an eternity, you start to tire out and you lose steam. And you might even start losing your breath if you haven't breathed properly. You'll know that you need to slow down in order to catch your breath or you're never going to make it to the end, right? So we have two choices in front of us. We have the first, which we can just stop. We can just stop running. We can sit down, we can rest, catch our breath. And then when we're ready, we can start up again. Now, as I say that I'm kind of laughing to myself because I I have a great visual of what I would end up doing in that situation. I'd probably not return back to running because my head has just been taken right out of the game. So that's not probably the most efficient, uh, you know, choice to make because a mindset b thinking about having to restart again and having to go through all of that painful startup period of my muscles burning and my aching body and having to, you know, learn how to breathe again and and focus on all of that. So you can see already how inefficient that decision would be. Now, the second thing you can do, which is the preferred method is to slow down your pace. You never stop. You just slow down, maybe to do a slow jog or a fast walk, and you start mindfully breathing until you catch your breath. And then when you're ready, all you need to do is ramp up your speed again. Now, if you've ever done this jogging exercise, which I'm sure we all have at some point, you'll know how much easier it is. And not only is it actually easy, it It feels easy because we're working smarter and we're taking advantage of the fact that our blood is already flowing and it's easier to now ramp up that speed again because we've already had momentum helping us. Now, if we take a look at that analogy, that essentially is what we want for our business. What I'm suggesting is you plan for the summer months or the winter holidays or for days off to avoid burnout, but you plan for them. Now, if you know your kids are going to be off school and your schedules are going to be erratic and you want to spend more times outdoors, that's awesome, but plan for it. And the way we do that is through time blocking. So let me explain how time blocking works. Essentially, time blocking is just you Carving out time slots in your day that are devoted to specific activities. And when you use those mindfully, what ends up happening is you prioritize what activities you do in whatever time frame you've allowed for it. If you have a look at your business, you would be able to categorize everything you do into two general categories. The first are things that directly make you money, and the second are things that support you making money. So for my realtors who are listening, you'll know that the lead generating activities and your ability to go out on appointments is what directly makes you money. No leads means no appointments, right? And no appointments mean no clients and no clients means no business. So what is it in your business? What are those activities that you do that directly make you money? And it's going to look different for everybody depending on what industry you're in or what type of business you're running. If we aren't engaging in things that directly make us money, then we are engaging in things that are more supportive. Now, everything we do in our business is important, but when you have a limited time to spend, you want to make sure that you're, you're focusing on the proper tasks, on the right tasks, on the things that are going to directly affect the bottom line of your business, those revenue generating activities. So here's another trap I want to bring to your attention. And again, I'll use realtors as an example. First off, as humans, we are always looking for shortcuts. Our brains are programmed to find easy routes. So when time is restricted, like it is on our summer schedules, you're naturally going to want to gravitate to tasks that are short and easy to complete. Now, the trap is this. We think we're actually working, but we're not because chances are, if you're choosing those fun and easy tasks, you're not probably choosing the revenue generating activities. And those are the things that actually keep your business turning. So you can bet if you're falling into the choosing the fun and easy tasks that when you have to return back to your business, you're going to end up using 70% of those resources, which will probably end up feeling like 90%. But here's the good news. Now that you know that there's a better way to operate, you're not going to harm yourself or your business that way because you're going to intentionally choose productive tasks. And by doing that, you're being productive and efficient. So let me share with you a little bit about what I do when summertime hits, because I totally get when your days are interrupted and the boredom of kids set in and they start fighting or your phone is going off a hundred times a day, you know, asking you when you're going to be home and what time you're going to drive them to the mall. I get all of that. So what I do to make sure I stay productive is I plan for unproductivity and I make sure that I communicate that with my family as well. They know what my schedule is like. So they know when I have time slots in my business that I've carved out that they cannot interrupt me. And if they try, I'm not going to be responsive. Obviously, if it's an emergency, different scenario, but generally speaking... I end up programming them a little bit so that they understand what times that they can start reaching out and what times I do have already carved out for them. Now, I know it sounds strange when I say I plan for unproductivity, but I already know that my regular work day is going to probably be cut in half. So I need to make sure that I'm devoting my time to the most important tasks, and I prepare by carving out those times in my daily schedule. What I've done in my show notes, which, which can be found at www.michellerece.com forward slash episode five, I have prepared a little sample time blocking schedule that I use for the summertime. And then I've also included a blank one that you can now download and create your own. If you have a look at those schedules, whether you download them now or later, and you come back to review this podcast. Um what I end up doing is I carve out times in my week for the most important tasks in my business and those are the things that really you know directly affect the bottom line of my business. I have days that are designed specifically for meetings, client care, whether it's in person or on the phone or I'm out teaching a course, I have time slots carved out for those. And then on the other days, I divide my time between things like administrative or content creation, which can include uh, all of my emails, returning phone calls, working on any paperwork that I need to marketing strategies, doing podcasts. So I have times already carved out. Which means I can literally roll into Monday without having spent any prep time knowing exactly what I need to do. By having this time already created or this you know, ideal schedule already created. I've already now shaved time off that I normally would have spent preparing, which is important, but now we're talking on summer schedules, right? Where we have limited time and resource. And I just make sure that I've now allowed myself time for the activities that matter most. There is no guessing. I have a roadmap and all I need to do is follow it. So how do you get started? The easiest way for me is to go through this with you on a step-by-step process. Now, if you haven't already, I want you to head on over to my website, download the blank copy of a time blocking schedule, as well as a sample one so that you can just have a, a good visual of what that might look like. And once you go online and you print that off, it could be, or you could create your own. This is just a little sample, but Step one is having whatever template you wanna use in front of you. Step number two then, is looking at what I like to call non-negotiables. Now non-negotiables are those things that you're not willing to compromise on or that you can't compromise on. So I'll give a personal example. My mornings, my morning routines are non-negotiable. And the reason being is I have uh, back issues, which means I can't just jump out of bed and go right to a workout or get ready right for work. I need to build in time for my body to adjust and start moving. So my morning routines are non-negotiable for me. Other non-negotiables are my family times, which I've carved out to mean if I have to pick the kids up from camp or school or drop them off somewhere, or our dinner hours, which I really love being able to try and keep as a non-negotiable. Now, some of these things are not going to be possible 100% of the time, but again, we're aiming for progress, not perfection. And as long as you have it carved out, you'll have a visual reminder of what you need to be doing. So what are your non-negotiables? Do you have another job you're working at? Do you have maybe elderly parents that you need to take care of? Have a look at your calendar. And what I want you to do is literally draw a box around the time blocks that you need to carve out for your non-negotiables. Now, you know, maybe it's you need two hours for dinner prep and cleanup, or maybe you need an hour in the morning to get ready. Whatever those things are, I want you to Carve them out, block it off, so that you know that those things are going to be held sacred. Step three is then having a look at what time frames you actually have left for your business, and then you plan accordingly. Now, I say this because once you go through those non-negotiables, you might want to go back and tweak those a little bit. Sometimes we can get a little generous with the time that we want to devote to personal activities and when we really look at how we have to weigh all of that out for our business we might have to make a few tweaks from there but step three is really you now looking at that calendar and seeing what time frames you have left for your business and then you're prioritizing remember when we talked about those revenue generating activities in your business versus the ones that are more supportive This is where you need to start taking all of those tasks you normally would engage in in your day and start categorizing them. By doing that, you should end up with a list of things that you must do in your business in order for it to sustain itself. So then step number four then is identifying what those tasks are, your must do tasks, and then time blocking them off in your day in order to achieve them. You'll see on the sample one that I've included, I have those tasks designed for content creation, for administration, and for meeting times. And of course, those are very general categories. And I've kind of given a few examples of what would fall under, let's say, content creation or meeting times. But you get a general sense of those things that you see that you need to do in your business. And you now, once you see them visually, you have an opportunity to really start tailoring how much time you want to spend on those. Now, by doing all of this, you can start to see how you're setting yourself up for success. Because when I come back from a weekend at the cottage and I haven't given myself, let's just say that prep time that I normally would, I can easily roll into Monday, know exactly what I need to do. I might just need to make a little to-do list if there's certain things that have come up, but I know exactly where to prioritize them and what time of the day I should be focusing on them. And all of that helps me to create momentum in my business so that when I'm away, things are passively working in the back end so that I get to go and enjoy. Now, I know this seems like common sense, but honestly, when you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur and your business engine is you, it's something that we so easily forget. I would love nothing more than to say that we will all show up to our business every day with 100% effort, but I know that that's not going to happen, at least not 100% of the time. And now that you have the four steps to time blocking, you can start planning for on productivity too, which means then you can start enjoying your summer. So now that you have the four steps to time blocking, you can start planning for on productivity and enjoying your summer and still know that you're using your time and energy wisely and creating momentum in your business. I hope you found that helpful and I really do hope you'll take the time to implement the strategy and try it out because that freedom and flexibility you crave, it is achievable when you take the necessary steps to create it. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye for now.